Hello and welcome back to Coming Up Winners. Ladies and gentlemen, we took a week off. Finally, a week off, as my dad likes to say, for good behavior. As always, I'm joined on this podcast talking about gambling with the one and only Andrew Lynch. He's off to a bachelor party. We'll go with parts unknown unless you want to reveal it. Right Austin, now. Texas. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. If there are any is. listeners in Austin, hit me up. We'll uh, we'll have a drink together. I got to admit, J Mac, I'm a little bit stressed out. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. My uh, my younger brother, my baby brother, is getting married at the end of March, which is great. We're having his bachelor party in Austin. But I got to tell you, man, I'm the best man, which Ooh. is awesome. Very very honored. Can't like love my brother. It's it's outstanding. I am. I might be the single worst person on this planet to plan your bachelor party. <laughs> I've been washed since I was seven years old. Like I've been just quoting numbers. Like that's what I do for a good time is look at analytics and, you know, hang out with my dog and watch old wrestling pay-per-views. <laughs> Fortunately, the other two groomsmen are my brother's former frat, frat brothers. Uh, so all I had to do was delegate. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you know yeah. what? You guys set up the itinerary. I'll find the nice restaurant for the Friday dinner. Um, but yeah, over, we're going with nine people. Over under seven and a half, make it back alive. Seven and I'll take the over on that. That's probably uh, safe, yeah. but you, Austin, know, you never know. A fine town, I would imagine. I have not been there ever. Uh, seems like a town producer Conrad needs to hit up. Uh, a lot of ladies in Austin. Uh, hopefully the bachelor party goes well. We took last week off. I uh, decided to take a vacation. Jared, is that allowed around here? I, I don't. I think, I'm pretty sure it's in the Fox ethos that you just never take time off. I, I try not to take too much time bounced into uh maui for a week uh, i downloaded uh, i'm sorry i deleted the twitter app from my phone lynch really so i wanted to see man wh- am i gonna not get information and i missed nothing essentially i was on instagram obviously and uh i would get texts from friends but i really tried to stay off the web you know we're online 24 7 there's a great story in the new york times this week about someone who essentially says i had to lock my phone to unlock my brain and and i'm sitting there at dinner with my kids one night and i'm like oh yeah this movie's great and i can't even think of the movie and it's like a basic movie i saw like 10 years ago i'm like oh i'll just google it and i'm like no i'm not gonna google it and i waited it took like five minutes to figure it out uh but uh what movie was it uh i don't remember there we go boom obviously it was uh it was a kid's movie it might have been frozen elsa and anna there's a frozen two coming out and there was something from the movie that I tried to remember to say, and I'm just like, what's wrong with me? I mean, I highly recommend, guys, get off social media, take some breaks. Uh, obviously, follow us on social media, but taking breaks is good and healthy. But now I'm back. I did gamble a little on college basketball. Sure, I could see you getting away from social yeah. media, but there's never any getting away no. from gambling. I mean, you can look at lines and just make judgment calls, action plays, not full units. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not laying down any big money without doing research. I don't have the Ken Palm information on my phone. I don't have the login. I have it on my computers. Uh, but I, I've been heavy on the college basketball lately. We will talk a little March Madness. NBA here, uh, 25 games left. But of course, the NFL Combine. Can we start there? Of Andrew? course. Okay. You're, you're telling me I can wager on the NFL yes. Combine? That's the most degenerate thing I've heard I since I made no. a bet on NBA Summer League. No, what? <laughs> you think it's degenerate to, is that a word? Degenerate? It is now. To look at the 40 over under Kyler Murray 4.37. Now, the news came out today on Monday that he's reportedly 206 pounds. Putting a lot of people at ease who thought he would be a buck eighty-five, a buck ninety. Uh, Russell Wilson famously weighed 
204 at the Combine. He's obviously added bulk in the NFL. Kyler Murray has talked about running a 4-3. Baker Mayfield said he could run in the 4-2s. I am going under on the Kyler Murray best 40 time of 4-3-7. Now, just so you know, you can't go in here uh, if you have access to Kyler Murray's trainer and want to load up and put 10000 on one side. These are low-limit wagers, obviously. So I'm seeing 4-3-7 on the over-under, according to producer Conrad. And uh, Lynch, I like the under on Kyler Murray. He can scoop, as they say on TV. I I can't believe we're sitting... Well, I can believe that we're sitting here talking about NFL combine lines. But what I really can't believe is I've got some trends and some data here. Yeah. So since 1999, when we went to electronic timing and the 40-yard dash at the combine, there have been two players who weighed at least 200 pounds or more that have run sub 4.3140s. Okay. So you've got a little bit of wiggle room there. It's Darius Hayward Bay and, uh, sorry, let me find this here, and uh, Jalen Myrick. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. I don't know who that so is. So I think, again, that's a 4.340. Got a little bit of wiggle room with that seven hundredths of a second. Yeah. I, I, I don't, listen... In so much as I cannot hate a combine bet, I don't hate that bet. Okay. Um, RG3. He ran a 4-3-4 at the combine. Now, I think Kyler Murray can dust RG3. This was obviously way before. Now, he did have a big injury at Baylor, right? He missed, I think, a full season. So, uh, unofficially, he ran a 4-3-8. And uh, NFL Network reported at the time that he had a 4-3-4 as his best. Now, RG3 was what, like a 6-3 quarterback? I think Murray could top 4-3-7. Now, maybe I'm crazy, uh, and, and, and that's obscene, and there's no way he touches that, but I'm going to side with Baker Mayfield here. My guy, your guy, Baker Mayfield, I think under 4-3-7. Now, the other one that jumps out at me from the NFL Combine, and listen, you can bet on most bench presses by any player uh, over under I'm seeing right here on Monday is 40 Highest vertical, 43 and a half. Uh, which position player is going to run the fastest? I, so I'm going to jump in here real quick. That, that is actually the combine bet that I like the mm. most. Because, again, we have some data there. So defensive back, you're getting plus 100, basically even money. With wide receiver, you're getting plus 125. With a running back, you're getting plus 175. Well, without looking at the actual players, just looking at the player pool, since 2000, the average time by a position, wide receivers and cornerbacks are tied at 4.48 seconds as an average 40-yard dash at the combine. So if those two positions are tied and I get a little bit of extra value with wide receiver at plus 125, I, I think that's probably perhaps the best bet that you can make at the NFL combine. I'm wondering why running back is plus 175. Is there something, is there somebody we don't know about? I know Mr. Jacobs, my guy at Alabama. I'm a huge fan. It, did you see the game against Oklahoma? He trucked at least two players. Jacobs is a monster. I thought maybe my Jets could get him early third round. There's no way. He could be gone off the board late first round the way he's trending here. I mean, his over under 40 is 4-5. But is there somebody, another running back, who's going to be in the you know the 40-yard dash that beats a DB and, and a wide receiver? Now, Marquise Hollywood Brown, the Oklahoma speedster who's kind of a Tyreek Hill-type player, he will not participate in the combine. He recently had surgery. Remember, he was dinged up. I think it was against Texas in the Big 12 title game, and he was a total non-factor in the Alabama loss. Um I don't know. Who am I missing? Conrad, yeah, I see you, you're you plugging away here. Is there a player we don't know about, a running back? Because plus 175, that, 
That's that's a good money. No, I don't know about any running backs that are coming out this year that are burners like that. I mean, there hasn't been really that big of a burner at running back in over the, in the last couple of years, yeah, right? Chris Johnson. Chris I Johnson is. was like the last one that really captivated people. But there's one bet that I think is for sure going to hit, and that's Dwayne Haskins' best forty time over under four point seven one seconds. Four seven one. So if I, if memory serves, like a Jake Locker was fast. You know Haskins. Johnny well, Johnny right? Manziel's unofficial was a four six eight. And Johnny Manziel used to scramble everywhere. Yeah. I, I don't think Haskins. Haskins, Haskins does over. not have it like yeah. that. What is it at? What's it at? Ah, uh, four point seven one. Haskins. I will take that uh, right now. Actually, four point seven one. Haskins over. I like that. That's what this podcast has been missing. More just live gambling yeah. in the moment. I love it. Yeah. Listen. Uh, there's going to be uh, with the way the NBA is kind of struggling now. No LeBron possibly in the playoffs. Uh, we know July is going to be hot, Lynch, but. NBA ratings are down across the board. TNT, NBA TV, ESPN, ABC, all of it. Uh, I think NFL news is going to pop. You know, this Odell Beckham stuff, Jay Glazer had, he believes he'll be traded. There could, I, I don't know how much you'll be want to value uh, gambling on Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. But once those guys move to new teams, uh, you know, the Indianapolis Colts are able to get Le'Veon Bell. I think we will see their Super Bowl odds increase. W- would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but listen, I'm going to call a little bit of an audible here because I think you just brought it up and I think it's it's worth uh, moving on to. LeBron James, the yeah. Los Angeles Lakers, will they make the playoffs? early? I believe the Westgate is the only uh, major book that's offering action on that right now. Uh, this past weekend, yes was plus 115, no was minus 135. Okay, hold uh, on. One more time. Plus... Plus 115 that the Lakers will make the playoffs. Minus 135 that they will not make the playoffs. Interesting. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the ESPN BPI or whatever it is. They said there's only a 5% chance the Lakers make the playoffs. Yeah, I've seen a couple different projections. I believe four of them were within 3 and 5%. And then one, one had them closer to twenty percent. But even then, you know, that's that's uh, Lynch. Come on, five percent for a LeBron-led team to not to to make the playoffs? Are you kidding me? Here's the issue with these things, right? All of these models are based off of big sample sizes, Uh. and they do everything they can to smooth outliers. But there's no outlier like LeBron James, especially if he's anything close to healthy. So that's the really tough part. Even if you believe that the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs, I think most people would allow that there is a greater than 5% chance that this LeBron James led Lakers team can make the postseason, especially since they're only what three games back of the eighth seed currently. Yeah. They're well, the seven and eight, I believe. Uh, And the the Clippers are tied with the Spurs for seventh and the Lakers have the Clippers twice down the stretch yeah those models are i believe are kind of silly again lebron last year it's i'm looking for it on 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 the big lead i know we wrote about it i might have been the one to write about it but there was something insane like oh the chances of the Cavs getting to the nba finals like seven percent it's like oh the raptors are going to take them down the pacers and of course they beat the celtics in game seven get to the final like those models lebron just nukes them he is something we've never seen yeah and that's what i want to say is like in general these models are very very good they perform very well especially and even against vegas you just have as a rational human being you have to stop and say wait there's a reason this model doesn't work in this instance, and here the reason is LeBron James. Even it, I think this applies to the New England Patriots as well. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots blow up your models and laugh at them. I mean, uh, it, 
all season long, as they're struggling on the road, we're seeing, oh, Patriots, geez, plus 500 to win the Super Bowl, 600? And I, w- I do this Sunday show uh, t- on TVG, and I'm like, there's value on the Patriots. Like, nobody was believing them. I doubted them frequently here at FS1. Uh, Rob Parker famously did. Like, everybody wants to sell them, and it's like, listen, the body of work over a decade-plus shows, don't doubt them. And I'm not going to fall into that trap with LeBron. I will continue to take the Lakers to make the playoffs until LeBron fakes an injury or gets hurt. Uh, this Lonzo Ball news, by the way. I missed it out of town over the weekend. He's not coming back anytime soon. Um, and he is a very good defender. Uh, the, ES, uh, the ESPN, um, I think John Hollinger has some stats on defensive players, real plus minus. And, and Lonzo's one of the best point guards defensively in the league. At least he was this season. It obviously helps to have good players behind him. But uh, without him, they're, they're just, I mean, they gave up 128 to... Uh, the Pelicans without Anthony Davis, they're giving up over 115 every game. If you can't stop anybody, Lynch, it's going to be hard, but I'm going to keep coming back to this. They've got LeBron. That That's all. Uh, that, I'm just going to hang my hat on that. So I, I'm going to bet on that they will make the playoffs plus 115. Yeah, I would as well. Um, I Actually, I would probably stay away from this bet. It's just... There's so many questions in Los Angeles, but if you if I had to pick one side or the other, I would definitely take yes. And how much of how much of that when you look at do you do you look at the schedule and think that like oh well that's a winnable game we know they're tanking I mean the Clippers on Sunday night started Zubak who was like chained to the Lakers bench for the first half of the season Landry Shamay who. I think is living out of a hotel because he just got to the Clippers. They're bringing guys off the bench who probably belong in the G League. They're not trying to win. They want to keep their pick. They have no incentive to win. Now, they should win tonight uh, playing a a really – Conrad's looking at me like he's going to bet on that. Uh, They're they're playing the Dallas Mavericks, who are tanking. I think your boy Luka Doncic is going to play tonight. Um, So the Clippers could win that, but they don't want to win. There's no value in them getting swept in the first round by the Warriors. So it's not just that you look at the Lakers' schedule. That's exactly it. You have to look at the Clippers' schedule and the Spurs' schedule as well. Lakers have 23 games remaining, and by my eye, they're probably favored to win 11 or 12 of those. So let's say they manage to even outperform those expectations. They win 13 of their final 23 games. That gets them to 42 wins. So then the question becomes, well, do the Clippers and the Spurs win fewer than nine games remaining? And I, again, because the Clippers do play the Lakers twice, it comes down to those two games. If the Lakers win both of those games, which they should if LeBron James really wants to lead this team to the playoffs. And I don't, I don't mean that in the sense that I am impugning LeBron's integrity or anything like that. I just very much believe that he is if not the greatest, the best player of all time. And if he shifts into that gear, if he's capable of shifting into this gear physically Mm -hmm. this year, he can say, okay, we're making the playoffs. Let me just add this on the Spurs. So they have to take their big road trip, right? They are one, two, three, four. They're one and six on this road trip. I guess like the rodeo is in San Antonio or whatever. They are one and six during this stretch with a one point win against Memphis. They play Brooklyn tonight. I like the Nets in that one if you're uh, feeling like you want to gamble. But look at the schedule this week for the road weary Spurs. They host Oklahoma City, one of the hotter teams in the league. They also have to play Denver, number two in the West. They've got to play Milwaukee. They still have to play Golden State. They've got Portland, Miami, Houston, Boston. Dude, I'm telling you, this Spurs schedule is tough. That team is not very good. They're an older team. I wonder if they wilt down the stretch. And 
Lynch, call me crazy. I do have a ticket. Lakers to win the title plus 6,300. You're laughing. Ha! Go ahead. Laugh at me. Uh, I, I, this is a scenario where I do not mind having a LeBron ticket, meaning a Lakers ticket. Lakers get the seven seed. Face the Denver Nuggets, who nobody fears. LeBron laughs at the Denver Nuggets. Paul Millsap will start guarding him. Paul Millsap will be in the locker room saying, man, I was on that 60-win Hawks team. We, we got swept by LeBron. I mean, like, uh, nobody's afraid of the Nuggets. I know everybody on the internet loves Joke, Jokic and Murray. I like Murray. Don't like Jokic. I, I, I like it. He's a good player. I would not, if I'm the Lakers, I'm not afraid of the Denver Nuggets in the first round. And then you get possibly... OKC in the second round, and then the Warriors. And I was going to say we're going to have one of the biggest news stories ever because aliens came down and abducted Stop. the Golden Stop. State Warriors no, no, no. and okay. allowed Listen. LeBron James to win a championship. I'm the I'm the president of the Steph Curry fan club. Uh, my famous story. Uh, I started a podcast way way back, maybe eight years ago or whatever, seven eight years ago. I don't know. And my first guest was Steph Curry. I knew a guy in PR who worked in Charlotte when he was at Davidson. And he's like, I can deliver Curry. Curry had not even signed that extension, which was one of the greatest cheap extensions uh, ever. It was like a month before he signed. And Curry came on my podcast. And I was like, this guy's so cool, man. I'm a nobody. And, uh, you know, I was a fan of his at Davidson. He's been injured a few times in the postseason. Kevin Durant has had some injuries. If there is an injury, and I do not want an injury to this Warriors team, I love them, don't rule it out that they're susceptible against LeBron and the Lakers. LeBron did take them down pre-Durant, uh, nearly beat them in game one by himself last year, if not for J.R. Smith. Lynch is looking at me like I'm crazy. Conrad is just like, gosh, can we move on? To the I just want to see if there is an injury, and I that's, it's, that's what it's going to take, probably two, and I don't want to sit here and think about that. I just can't wait to see how Steve Kerr reacts to the injury. Oh, boy. Well, I missed the Draymond. I was again out of out of the out of the country. And you no, said you didn't miss anything. I missed something. I missed the Steve Kerr reaction. But I do just want to add, during the season on this podcast, a lot of man Patriots. There's no way they're going into Kansas City. I mean, it's just the on the road. The Patriots stink. All the numbers. Patriots are not very good. DVOA. Patriots prevail. Um, I, I just I cannot uh, until LeBron fails. I'm not going to bail on him. Is that fair? Is that fair, Conrad? I mean, it's fair, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Not going to make the Okay, so you're taking the one, minus 135. I LeBron mean, you, hater. I mean, if, I'm, I'm probably the biggest LeBron stand there is. Uh, and unfortunately, man, just looking at their schedule, I mean, they go on a stretch starting March 6th. At home against Denver, at home Win against Boston, at Chicago, at Toronto, at Detroit, at New York, Ooh. at Milwaukee. Five games on the road, and then you're going to tell me they're going to try to get back Lonzo Ball and put him back in the situation? They've never played together. They've never had a healthy roster in L.A. Hey, Reggie Bullock, man, he looks good. I just, man, no. he, LeBron can only do so much, and I don't think this is the oh, year that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. But right around before March Madness starts, they have a one, two, three, four, five game road trip. Oh, that is, that's not going to be fun. With a back-to-back Toronto, Detroit. It's five games and seven nights. That's a few losses. I wonder if we'll see. Okay, hey, right, that's not bad, Conrad. That's why you're here. So let me move on from the Lakers quickly. Uh, and, and I want to ask you, because Conrad, uh, actually, no, Lynch brought this up before the podcast. Who no. has the worst ATS record in the NBA this season? And, and I don't think you could guess it. I guessed it on the second one because I had it in my notes. Uh, go ahead, Andrew Lynch. It is the Golden State Warriors. Uh, of course, that depends a little bit on what the line was when the game closed. Uh, but according to Vegas Insider, which uses Westgate lines, 
Uh, the Golden State Warriors are 24-32-1 against the spread this year. The Los Angeles Lakers, right behind or ahead of them, I guess, 24-31-2. Here, here's what I get out of that. Like, when you look at the other teams, and again, here at team rankings, they all they have similar numbers. They have Golden State's second worst. Worst is your Phoenix Suns. Right? you riding your uh, Phoenix Suns. Zion. But look Zion. at the other teams down there. The Wizards, they stink. Memphis stinks. The Knicks are abhorrent. The Hawks are pretty bad. Like, the one team down there that's surprising is Toronto. Agreed. Uh, LeBron's Lakers, everybody knows the public is betting on the Lakers and they're soiling themselves. Why is Toronto down there? Is I guarantee I can answer that. I think it is because every other game he's not playing back-to-backs, and I think it's so it's super hard on a day-to-day basis to try to yeah. come up with a line for what the team can be without him compared to what it is with him. Especially when the t- it's a team with the second-best record in the NBA. Like, it's it, just, are they second? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, that's the thing. I don't pay attention to the Raptors, and it's weird. Nobody, everybody talks about Kevin Durant's free agency. Nobody says anything. Kawhi's just missing games left and right. Uh, he missed a game yesterday, and I think they got their doors blown off right by by the Bulls. Uh, by the Magic. Magic, sorry, by the Orlando Magic. Uh, yeah, that, that's a shocking. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a rat's behind about Drake's Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. It's shocking to me, and everybody's all over the Warriors. I, I want to add this on the Warriors. I heard a stat. It was on Doug Kazarian's podcast. You, you know him over at ESPN. Sure. Good guy. As 12-point favorites this season, 12-point or more, the Warriors are 8-2 and two against the spread. They're awful against the spread this year, but as huge favorites, they're dominant. Now, this number I can't verify, but again, from Doug Kazarian's podcast, 12-point favorites in the NBA, 12 or more, are 52-16 and 16 against the spread. So that would mean the the, ha- the gap between the tankers, who we know the Bulls for a while were tanking and ob- awful, and the teams like the Bucks, who are just killing people, murdering teams this year. 12-point favorites. So instantly tonight, Monday night, I looked, are there any big favorites? There's no double-digit favorites tonight. They're all a shade under. I ain't taking Portland in that trap game. I don't know if you, I mean, again, I, I know Lynch is not looking at NBA nightly. Yes, I'm already on the Sixers tonight, and... Uh, and the Pelicans as well. I'll give those out. I'll lock it in here in an hour or two. Um, but, like, keep an eye on that number. 12-point favorites, I'm telling you. Got some good news for you. Okay. Houston Rockets currently 12-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Atlanta Hawks. 12-and-a-half. So Harden will be back, I would assume. Um, you taking that, Lynch? No, I'm not gambling on the NBA on a nightly basis. I'm a smart man who enjoys preserving his bankroll. Yeah, and, and, and before the show, I was actually telling Lynch, too, on Saturday I was sitting at a bar, and I got the update. I was looking at the Golden State-Houston line, and I was like, okay, nine and a half. Don't know if I want to touch this or not. Get the update that hardens out with a head injury. Instantly, there's about a two-minute lapse that I can get on Bavada and get a line in before that actually kicks in. I get on Bavada, and I was willing to put the house on the Warriors without Ooh. James Harden. And luckily, thank you, Bavada, for not having it available because I really was going to put a decent amount of money on it. Didn't end up doing it. Next thing I know, I look at the score and it's like five to twenty-two. And then I don't think Wait, that the Rockets led twenty-two to five to start the game. Oh man, I missed. That I mean, w- without James Harden, that's why the NBA is almost impossible to predict on a day-to-day basis. I mean, what? I, my, it, 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 this is tough to frame, and this doesn't make sense. But we always talk about how the process matters. If your first inclination is, oh, I'm going to put the house on the Warriors. Take a deep breath and be like, you know what? Let me do the opposite. I know that sounds very generic and opposite day-ish, but I'm t- there is something to that. Today, I looked at Kansas. Let's go to college basketball here for a minute to wrap up. Let's go. Um, I saw Kansas State 
getting four in Kansas. And I'm like, that feels weird. Kansas State's been on fire this season. Let me look. So Ken Palm has it, Kansas by four. The number goes down to three and a half. And I said, wait a sec, wait a sec. Kansas just got smoked by 28. I'm going to go ahead and take Kansas at home. Bill Self, motivational. And, and Conrad added that Kansas State has a couple guys banged up. Uh, this is a good Kansas State team. They almost made the final four last year. Uh, I like Kansas a lot tonight. I think you have to bet on Kansas in this game. I mean, Kansas State has been good at home, and same thing with Kansas. Kansas Also, is... revenge game for the Jayhawks. They lost in K-State earlier this year. And again, this is a good Kansas State team. They have, they're Final Four material, no doubt about it. Uh, but I, I, I bet on Kansas tonight. The other game I bet on, Conrad, and, and this is very square. I'm on Florida State, favored by 12 and a half. That is so chalky. I'm getting <laughs> the pain reaction from yeah. producer Listen, Conrad I, 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 right I'm there. I'm going to give that on uh, on uh, lock it in today. <laughs> I wish I could gonna, bottle that maybe and sell it. Todd Furman will mock me. I'm telling you, I I am a Notre Dame fan. I like Mike Bray. Uh, it's I know like couple, you kicked his dog. I know Look at Notre him. Dame grads. They uh, they say this team is not good at all. And if you saw the Virginia Tech result and read anything about that, Virginia Tech beat them soundly over the weekend. They played volleyball on the glass, and FSU is dominant on the interior. They play defense, they rebound, and they're coming off a second-half butt-kicking at the hands of UNC. I like Florida State bigly by... And I took the twelve and a half. Go ahead, yeah, no, no, I was about to say that's. I mean, that's a lot of points. I watched a little. I, I watched quite a bit of ACC yeah! basketball. Here we go. But at the same time, I mean, if you look at it, Notre Dame two weeks ago they only lost by six at Virginia. Then they lost by eight at for, or at home against Virginia Tech. Florida State just got beat by eighteen. Yeah, at Carolina, but they, they were did. close in the first half. I think they covered the first half. I, Lynch is like, you're betting on first half. Uh, listen, folks. You gotta follow uh, the trap games, the spots. I just love this spot. J Mac, you're a father. You know, I'm sure you're gonna come to a point in your life where your kids who seem outstanding, they're gonna be honor roll students. They're gonna be best in their class, and every once in a while, they're gonna make a mistake. And you gotta, you know what? No one's perfect. Just gotta chalk it up and roll with it. It's kind of how I feel right now. It's like you know, you're an honor roll betting student. You've embraced DVOA, embraced the analytics, had a profitable NFL season. If you want to be out football. and if you want to be out here and, and look at these college basketball games on a nightly basis, so be it. More I'm still proud of you. Uh, before I left for vacation, I went eight three and one uh, this Saturday. Very profitable. Uh, I think I sent Con- Conrad and I were on opposite sides of. Was it like a, it was an ACC early game? Was it Louisville? I'm telling you, don't bet Louisville. They are choking frauds. They can't close games. Did you bet them against uh, Virginia on, on Saturday? I bet. Virginia twice that day. Twice I bet Virginia. They were down by ten at halftime, and Louisville didn't. He had one two-point bucket. All the rest were threes. And thank you for saying it correctly. This is such a degenerate podcast right here, because I know when fans hear it, they're gonna be like, "Are you guys serious?" So I bet on that game before the flight took off. I'm like, Louisville, they can't make free throws. They they can't close games. I'm betting on Virginia. I looked at the score before half. Virginia was down about 8 10. or 10. 10. 10. Okay. Plain leaves. I land, you know, six hours later, time difference, whatever. I'm like, oh, Virginia, way to come through. Nice. I'll take it. Um, let me quickly ask you, Conrad. You produced the Evan Daniels podcast. You're in, immersed in college basketball here yeah. at FS1. This Zion Williamson injury, I think it's great. Not obviously for college basketball because I love him, but great from the standpoint of I think March Madness is so wide open right now. With Zion not 100%, maybe he'll be like 90% by March Madness. 
there are like eight teams that could win the title. Texas Tech, by the way, is an awesome defensive team. Number one adjusted defense, Ken Palm. That matters so big in March Madness. They got a potential star in Culver. I can I can make a case for about eight teams to win it all. That's why I'm a 20 bracket guy. We'll get to that as we get to March Madness. But Conrad, I'm telling you, I, I don't think you can decisively sit here and tell me, well, Michigan's aside, they just got their butts kicked in the second half yesterday by at home by Sparty. Sparty down two guys. I had Michigan. That was a bad loss. Yeah. Um, I, I, Gonzaga's got an injury to Tilly. Virginia. I, I'm telling you guys. I, I tried telling you like two weeks ago. If you want to put money on some teams, Gonzaga, Kentucky, and Virginia, they all have good odds right now. And you know what? I, I mentioned Lynch this morning. I re-put a little money on Duke at plus 210 with the national championship because if Zion gets back, that number is going to go back to Duke being probably minus 130 like it was. And if Zion comes back, they are the best team in the country. I think that's very well known. But what people don't realize about Duke either is they have so much talent. They're like number 150 out of 165 teams when it comes to shooting the three ball. If they go really yeah, cold, cold. they play that things. isolation basketball, they can lose in that, March. That's what happened uh, in that North Carolina game. I did in Hawaii tune into like, you know, most of the first half. They just missed every shot. Now, and they, they didn't play any defense. Right, yeah. And they don't play much defense. But we'll see what happens in the half-court game. I, you mentioned Kentucky. So this team got smoked by about 30 by Duke in the opener. And I said they will struggle to get out of the opening weekend. Kentucky has since turned it around top 10 offense and defense. And I know a lot of BBN listening. You guys pepper me on Twitter after every win. That's fine. Um, I'm just going to say I still have some caution about Kentucky. I don't think their guards are great. They are 160th, which is just like not very good. Middle of the pack in turnover percentage. I think their guards could have problems against pressure or a zone. Uh, they're not amazing at shooting the three. And when you look at the SEC this year, only number four in the RPI. They're not a great, the SEC's not great despite how good Tennessee's been. And I know Auburn's been pretty good. Eh, Auburn, not a great team. They're not scaring anybody. I just think they beat up a lot of weak teams. I know they had a win over UNC in December. UNC's much better now. I still have some caution against Kentucky. I would not advise betting them to win the title. I think Kentucky's one of the hottest teams in the country. Other no, 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 there's, that's undeniable. Well, no, yeah, I mean, but, like but, but for me, though, is that they really are a thoroughly deep team. I mean, when you look at their team, too, you're not even talking about Johnson, who's going to be a top 10 top or top 10 15 pick. Yeah, pick. Yeah. He's not even, he's their third or fourth option on this team. Tyler Hero is becoming the crunch time player that everyone thought that he was going to be. Baller out of I high mean, school. the kid I, has I, a Insta- stroke. I think I follow him on Instagram. But they're like feeding PJ Washington. They have Ashton Hagens, a point guard who is a lockdown defender, and he actually plays really well as far as distributing the ball. I'm telling you, Kentucky is a very legitimate national I, contender team. I would agree, but they keep come. I keep coming back to last year's game against K State, and I was loaded up on Kentucky. I think that was Sweet 16, maybe Elite 8, one of the Sweet 16. And offensively, against a good defensive team, they just don't know what to do. They just individual talent. I still don't believe Calipari is a great in-game coach making adjustments. Uh, I'm, I'm not really in on Kentucky. Now, let me quickly, we got to wrap up here. We went through the NFL Combine, did some NBA, now some college hoops. Let me ask you two more teams, guys. Conrad, I don't know how much you've uh, watched the Maryland Terrapins. Um, uh, quite a bit, man. I'm a they Big got Ten two guy. pros on that team. Lynch, I don't know if you've seen any of them. They got two pros. They play really good defense. For me, they're a sleeper. Sneaky. I think there could be value on making a Final Four run. Uh, I could say a Sweet 16 run. 
No final four. Well, well, offensively, they go very stagnant at times. They don't dish the ball around very much, and they don't get the ball in the post enough to one of the best post players in the country. 125 to 1 to win the title. Really? Uh, also, okay, a, big t- a Big Ten team hasn't won a national championship since 2000, so I'm not going to put any money on any Big Ten damn, teams. No, <laughs> no gambler's fallacy? Yeah, no, it's got to happen sometime. Uh, not this year. Uh, I have a ticket on will LSU make the final four. Uh, yes, I made that bet it, at the Westgate. I bet on a couple teams. Tennessee to win the title. Gonzaga, I have those early tickets. And then I had, will LSU make the final four? Um I'm, I'm rooting for you. LSU kind of struggled here as of late. Um, but again, you know, it's college basketball. All right, we got to wrap it up here. For, uh, Lynch, I'm going to watch the Combine. You're going to watch a lot of Combine? No, I'm going to be in Austin. Oh, that's well, the Combine starts tomorrow, Tuesday. Yeah, I might, I might be in Austin mentally by tomorrow. No, but mentally. <laughs> All right, so hey, our goal here, we're going to start interviews with folks. Golf for the Masters, college basketball, we'll do some NBA. Listen, the gambling community is exploding. And, you know, this podcast, thank you, obviously, for your support. Subscribe, rate, and review. Fire away questions. I don't know how we're going to pick up the gambling aspect in terms of gambling against listeners. We did that during the NFL. That was fun. A little tougher to do. Maybe we'll do some kind of bracket challenge, Lynch. But we will figure it out. We've got some time, as always, for Andrew Lynch. I'm Jason McIntyre. Thanks for listening to Coming Up Winners. We'll be back next week.